Podcast. What Eckhart describes through the present moment awareness, from a religious lens, he helps us see, he helps me see, that heaven is in you. Heaven is a state of consciousness. Heaven is a frequency shift that we can open to and remember was always a part of us. And we don't have to wait. We don't need to prove ourselves. We don't need to be enough. We don't need to be worthy because we're those things already. And the moment, the present moment that we use to activate that, we raise our vibration to the consciousness state that is heaven. Welcome, beautiful beings, to season two of the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast with your host, Harrison Ma. This podcast sets the loving intention of creating the mystical space needed to pull back the layers restricting health, alignment, and love. Now let's walk you home to your cosmic spiritual heart space. Good morning, evening, afternoon, beautiful beings. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna. Today is a solo sode with just me and myself and the beautiful soul that is you tuning in and listening to receive. Today's solo conversation sets the intention to give you some loving guidance on the topic of reading lists, on spiritual books and resources that I have dived into that have awakened me to a degree. And today I'm going to share with you so you can do the same that have really resources that have really illuminated some deep spiritual truths that have helped me heal in many ways, heal emotionally, physically, mentally, and most of all, spiritually. So today that is the intention of this chat. It is part two of part one. So I would recommend you go listen to the first part I did with more books that you can dive into. If you're joining live today on Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube, Thank you for joining. If you have comments or questions that come up as we flow, as always, you can add them in to the chat and we'd love to have your voice a part of this conversation. If you're listening on on podcasts, on Spotify and Apple, please uh, share this out far and wide with someone that you think it can support. And if you gain value out of this, you can leave reviews and comments and feedback. And that way I can make shows and pick episodes just for you, just for your own beautiful expansion. Okay, so I want to quickly just go over some of the topics I'm going to hit on today within these books and why you should listen. I'm going to be talking about emotional healing and its connection to trauma in the body, manifesting your desires, Jesus and Christ consciousness, breaking free of limiting beliefs, radical forgiveness, ancestral healing, sexual and intimate connection, and a lot more. So those are some of the themes that these spiritual books and resources are going to help you illuminate today. And welcome, Trudy. I see you there in the in the Facebook chat. So let's get into it. Let's start talking about these resources, and I want to get straight into the value here. I want to start by really highlighting why these books why any resource at large, but specifically these books today are important for you along your spiritual path. 
each one of these pieces of content, these beautiful publications that have been made by these authors, they've helped me remember. They've helped me remember what, you might be asking. They've helped me remember deep truths that have been there the whole time. That is really what a good resource does. It doesn't give you something. It helps you pull back the layers to a foundational understanding that has always been inside of you, but for whatever reason was blocked. And each of these books today, I would encourage you to open your heart to them being that for you. Right? These, each of these resources have done that for me. And if you set the intention with these books to do that, it will take it that much deeper. I'm also going to put in the show notes, I've done several episodes on these books today, breaking them down, the teachings and sharing my own views on them. So I'll put them in the show notes as well to give you even more value and guidance as we go, if you want to dive into the topics specifically. So book number one here today is When the Body Says No by Mr. Gabor Mate. When the Body Says No by Mr. Gabor Mate. If you are on a trauma healing journey, if you're looking to make a connection between your physical disease and your emotional reality, and thus your spiritual reality, this book will change your world. Mr. Gabor Mate, for people that do not know who this soul is, he's a powerful psychotherapist, therapist at large, and just loving soul that works with a lot of individuals connecting the mind, body, and emotional relationship. And in this book, he talks about the relationship to trauma and specifically how the body holds onto energetic emotional trauma waiting for you to release it waiting for you to heal and move on and he talks about many ways of moving through this what i want to highlight for all of you one of the biggest teachings in this book it's actually at the end of it and i've done an episode on this on these teachings here i'm going to share in a second he talks about the seven A's of healing. And these seven A's can be applied to emotional and physical healing, but I, I would assert they apply to all aspects of healing. And I'm not going to go through all of them, but I want to speak about the first three here just to summarize this, the impact of this book and specifically these teachings. The first three A's of healing that you can apply to your journey, when you're stuck, when you feel like you don't know what to do, when you feel stuck in emotional tension and resistance, you can apply these three A's. The first is acceptance. We cannot heal what we first do not accept. If we're not accepting, what are we doing? We're ignoring, we're pretending. We're submerging, we're numbing, we are moving beyond the truth 
that is currently wanting our attention. So if you are looking to emotionally release, physically heal, spiritually reconnect, coming back to a degree of acceptance is going to be your first step. And when I say acceptance, I'll be very clear. I don't mean tolerate. I don't mean affirm negative behaviors. But what I am saying is acceptance helps us take our power back. Acceptance helps us come into self-responsibility to make the choice that needs to be made. Which brings us to the second A that Mr. Gabor Mate talks about. The second A of healing is awareness. And I'm going to be speaking about another book at the end of this chat today that speaks about the power of awareness. But put simply, once we accept where we're at in our healing journey, awareness comes in to help us get specific. What do I mean by this? Let's use the example of an emotional trigger that you're having with a family member, a friend, a lover. When you're triggered by someone outside of you, do you feel something in your body? Do you feel a sensation? Do you feel a resistance? Do you feel a tension? Do you feel a tightness? Do you feel a heaviness? Most people would say yes to this question. But you don't just feel it generally. You don't just feel it as an overall sensation. You usually feel it in a very specific area of the body, in the throat, in the heart, in the stomach, in your maybe, maybe in your sexual region, maybe in your third eye. This is where the power of awareness comes in, in our healing journey. Awareness helps us understand the specific choice that we need to make and know where energy, because at the end of the day, that is all tension, resistance, pain is, it's blocked energy, where that blocked energy resides. And we get there through awareness. The third A that Mr. Gabor Mate talks about in this resource, when the body says no, is anger. And anger, in my opinion, is one of the most underestimated emotions, feelings, sensations that we experience. And Mr. Gabawante talks about this, but from my lens and from his perspective also, anger is not negative. No emotion is, but particularly anger in this, in this example. Anger is either unhealthy when we suppress it, like all emotions, or we take it out as rage on another person. Anger becomes a healthy emotion when we stand in it, when we use it as the boat to hold the energy that wishes to be expressed. Anger, as Mr. Gabo Mate states, is the way in which we put a line in the sand and let the world know that we matter. This is what we stand for. Anger is connected in many ways to the expression of our truth. So this is how we can heal. 
with anger. This is how we can learn where the body is helping us to step into our healing, tuning into the anger and using it to express that which needs to be spoken. So I'll pause it there. Happy you agree, Trudy. I'll pause it there. That's the first resource. There's much more in this book. I'd recommend you go check it out. Also, I'll put my episode where I talk about these seven A's in the show notes. I think it's episode between episode 30 and 40. You can search it on the podcast player. But a powerful book that connects the physical to the emotional along your spiritual path. Next up here is how to manifest your desires. Feeling is the secret. How to manifest your desires. Feeling is the secret by Neville Goddard. And if you're listening to this episode, there is a very high likelihood that you've heard of Mr. Neville Goddard. He's a powerful spiritual teacher, has many books, many writings. But this book in particular is a game changer in relationship to manifesting and unlocking how to truly manifest, how to truly manifest from our hearts versus our head. And I'm going to explain what I mean by this. Most of us, myself included, get stuck under the illusion that manifesting is a mental thing, is a mind ego-based thing, i.e. I want to manifest this car, this person, this job, this home, because it's going to help me feel valuable. It's going to make me feel good. It's going to help me be viewed by people outside of me in a particular way. This is how most of us, mostly unconsciously, to be fair, are manifesting. We're manifesting from a place of lack. We're manifesting from a place of not enoughness through the mind. And what Mr. Neville Goddard helps illuminate in this resource, in this book, is not just how we're, how manifesting actually works, but how we manifest through the heart and specifically through feeling. Feeling what, you might be asking. Feeling the reality that what we want is not separate from us. And if what we want is not separate from us, then right now in this moment, we can create the sensation and specifically the feeling of what that thing, person, place, or experience will bring up in us. Let me explain this more specifically. If I want to manifest a romantic partner that has the characteristics of kindness or the characteristics of a loving, nurturing energy or the characteristics of safety and support. What I could do from an ego perspective, a mental manifesting perspective, is I could go searching and looking and finding those feelings, waiting for them to come. If I want to manifest through the heart and through my feelings, I can remember that there is nothing stopping me 
from cultivating those feelings inside of me right now in this moment and attracting that person in, manifesting that person in from that space. This is the difference. An exercise that Neville explains that was a game changer for me that I will share with you now that he talks about in the book is manifesting by experiencing and visualizing the place, the thing, the person that you want to have and manifest in your life. But not just visualizing it as a future event, visualizing it as a now experience that you are currently feeling and viewing through the eyes of. So I'll give an example to highlight this. Let's say, let's use another specific uh, manifesting item. Let's say I want to manifest a home and it looks and has certain things. What I could do to make that a reality through Neville's perspective is see myself through visualizing myself through the eyes of myself in that environment, in that home, in that setting, looking at, looking through the window, sitting on the couch, being in the, in the living room and allowing myself to feel what it feels like to be in that experience, to feel what it feels like to feel that safety, to feel that comfort, to feel that spaciousness. He takes it a step further and also describes the act of once you're in that space and place with that sensation and that environment, you then share that feeling with someone you love. So let's use the same example. You then visualize in the same manifestation, you then visualize calling your mom, your dad, your friend, your lover, and expressing the feelings to them expressing the feelings of what this home brings up in you, expressing the feelings of what this home helps you cultivate, expressing the feelings of excitement around the new piece of, let's say, furniture that you have. This is how we manifest. This is how we use our cosmic heart to bring what we deserve. Okay, so I'll end it there, but again, another powerful resource. And if you can understand this ability, you can apply it to all aspects of your spiritual journey. Let's keep it flowing. Thank you, Trudy, for the love. If you're joining live again, if you're on LinkedIn or YouTube or Facebook, if you have any comments, questions coming up around these resources, please pop them in the comment section. Next resource here is The Third Jesus by Deepak Chopra. The Third Jesus by Deepak Chopra. This book will awaken your understanding around not just Jesus, Christianity, but specifically, what is Christ consciousness? What is does it mean to connect to Christ consciousness, the frequency of Christ consciousness? If you were like me, you may have grown up in a world where you not only fell under the belief that God or if you are in Christianity, Jesus was a thing outside of you that you had to sacrifice yourself towards or 
do certain actions or follow certain steps to appeal towards and then obtain this outside thing. Where in reality, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you know that Christ consciousness is just like any other aspect of divinity. It is inside of you. It is a part of you. It is a state of loving awareness that you can learn to activate and open up to. And what this book helps you to see, helps you to understand the man that was Jesus and his evolution and story that we often have a lot of confusion around. Because through the Christian religious worldview, there are really three Jesus entities. There is the physical man, the soul that was Jesus that existed at one point. There is the Jesus, I would say, dogma that was created by a lot of fear-based people throughout the ages within Christianity that, again, said Jesus was this entity that was separate to us that we had to sacrifice to. And then there was the Jesus man still that obtained the consciousness state of Christ consciousness, right? The Jesus Christ consciousness that exists in our hearts, that is inside each and every one of us, that again is not an outside thing. And this book is a beautiful resource to help you understand these three distinctions. If you have any kind of religious trauma that you've experienced, this resource will help you illuminate and heal a big chunk of that. Next resource here, book number four, Tell Yourself a Better Lie by Marissa Peer. Tell Yourself a Better Lie by Marissa Peer. Marissa is another therapist, beautiful, powerful, loving therapist in the world. And she's created a resource, this book, that helps you understand the relationship you have to your limiting beliefs. And the, and the deeper knowledge and understanding that if you're going to create a false story, which we all are, right? We're all living in illusions, in stories that we're creating for ourselves that aren't true. A quote from Neville Goddard, who I spoke about earlier, I'll paraphrase it, but he describes that we are all living in worlds of perception and conception that we have created for ourselves and we've also created for the people in our world. So what this means, and Marissa goes in, into this within her book, we're living in stories that are not true, stories of I'm not enough, stories of I'm not worthy. Stories of I'm not valuable. Stories of I can't do that thing. Stories of I can't be loved by that person. Welcome, Sharon. I see you there, my beautiful friend. These are all stories of illusion. And we're all creating them. We're creating them mostly unconsciously. And, and what Marissa talks about in this book, and this is why I recommend it, if you're going to create false stories, 
you might as well create false stories that are positive, false stories that are expansive until you believe them to be true. Right? So for example, if you're saying, if you're believing and living in a story of unworthiness, I don't deserve to have that person in my life. Well, there's a process here. There's a process of one, catching that story, asking yourself, is that really true? Is it really true that you don't deserve that divine love? Is it really true that you as the perfect soul that you are don't deserve to have romantic love in the way that you want it? And then step three, creating a better story. Creating a better story where you do believe it. Creating a story that you are deserving of all the love that you wish to have. Creating a story that you are deserving of that partner in all of the characteristics and desires that come around it. And to be honest, you won't believe it at first, right? You won't believe that fundamental truth. But Marissa's point here, which is also my point, is both states of telling yourself the negative limiting belief and telling yourself the true belief that you don't currently believe, which is the better option? Is it better to live in a lie that is fundamentally not true? Or is it better to live in a lie that is fundamentally true that you will eventually believe? This is the premise. If you can understand this and start to see this, you'll start to catch all of the other limiting stories that you're placing yourself on and you'll break and set yourself free. It's really, it's significant. And if you can start to see these stories, your reality changes. Okay, let's keep it flowing. We've got five more here that I want to speak to and they're big ones. So I want to take a bit of time with these. This next one here, if I was to pick one book and this, and that's a big thing to say, because there's a lot of books that have impacted me. But if I was to pick one book that has impacted me the most, this next one would be in my top three, at least. And it is the book that has the title of Radical Forgiveness by Colin Tipping. Radical Forgiveness by Colin Tipping. This is another book that I've done two episodes on. I'll put them in the show notes. I think around episode 40 and 50, you can go back and look. I, true and lasting forgiveness. But this resource, for people that are new to it, is a spiritual, blissful, emotional, fundamentally accurate understanding of not just forgiveness, but the, the spiritual laws, the emotional spiritual laws that run our universe. And I could leave it there, right? I could just say, go read it and you'll see. But I want to share some of these laws with you just for you to feel them because they, they have a resonance to, them, to their own. Okay, the first one here is life is not random. 
purposeful opportunities come up in your world so you can make choices and be guided by your higher self. Right? If you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you know that is true. Another one here by Mr. Cullen is we at the soul level get, get precisely what we need to grow. How we judge what we get determines if we experience life as painful or joyful. I'm going to read that one again, just in case it didn't hit. We at a soul level get precisely what we need to grow. How we judge, right? Going back to what I said a second ago about stories, how we judge what we get determines if we experience life as painful or joyful. Okay, I'll keep going. I'll read a couple more here. Through relationship, we learn and grow. We heal and return to wholeness and truth and see projections that we can learn to bring repressed material to the surface. We need others for healing. Just sitting with these, you don't have to read the whole book. <laughs> Just sitting with these fundamental truths shifts you. Okay, I'm going to read one more. And this is the last one here. We come into this human experience with a mission. To fully experience a particular pattern so we can feel the feelings of that pattern and transform this energy through love. I'm going to read this one again. And Sharon... The book is called Radical Forgiveness by Colin Tipping. So I'm going to reread this other one. We come into this human experience with a mission. And I would actually say multiple missions, but let's just keep it that. We come into the experience with a mission to fully experience a particular pattern, or I would say patterns, so we can feel the feelings of that pattern and transform this energy through love. There is so much in that, right? There's so much we can break down. But I just, I want you to sit with those truths, right? And if you read the book, you'll, you'll read the rest of them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read one more just because these are so powerful, okay? The last one here. And you'll know why I'm reading this one. In a second, the human experience is meant to be an emotional one. <clears throat> this human experience is meant to be an emotional one. Our purpose for being here, the extent in which we deny our feelings and emotions, is the extent in which we deny our purpose for being. Isn't that powerful? <laughs> the human experience is meant to be an emotional one our purpose for being here the extent in which we deny our feelings and emotions is the extent in which we deny our purpose for being this shows you many things but shows you the beautiful expression of you tuning in to what you are feeling in any given moment and how it is making and urging you to act 
right? And if you're like me and you've ever asked the question, what is my purpose? What am I doing here? What direction do I need to take? Well, the first place to begin is to tune into your emotions, tune into your feelings, right? That's just one, one of the little snippets from these, from this uh, book. So recommend you check it out and uh, go listen to my podcast episodes where I broke them all down specifically and shared my teachings around them. Okay, next up. Uh, book number six is It Didn't Start With You by Mr. Mark Wu Lin. It Didn't Start With You by Mr. Mark Wu Lin. This book is centered around ancestral healing and learning to understand and see that I would say most, if not a very big portion of your trauma, your pain, your limiting beliefs, your repressed emotional experiences, they did not begin in your lifetime. As Mr. Carl Jung describes, that which is left undone by the parents will be passed on to the children to resolve. And Mr. Mark Wu Lin talks about this understanding and specifically shares practices and tools to move through and tap into becoming, as I would say, the ancestral breaker of chains that you deserve to be, right? The breaker of chains that gets to remember and illuminate the pain that's been passed on that you now get to fix and resolve. I want to share a practice that Mark talks about in the book that I use in my coaching and mentoring with people. It's a practice to connect into this ancestral healing and it's a meditation and it starts by simply closing your eyes and imagining yourself on a beautiful field. Could be a sports field, could be a field of flowers, whatever you feel comfortable with and seeing in the distance, in the very far distance, your mum or your father. And as you see them standing there, you tune into your body. You tune into your body, and as you observe them, notice how your body responds. Notice how your heart feels, your throat feels, your stomach feels, your third eye feels. And just observing, feeling, as Mr. Collins said a second ago in our other resource, tuning into your purpose feeling the feelings. Then the meditation continues. You see your mom or your dad walking closer towards you, now half the distance away, and you do the same thing. Tune into the body. Has something increased? Has something decreased? Uh, do you remember something? Does a memory come back? And then finally, you see your mom or your dad right in front of you, and they are embracing you. They're hugging you. They're holding your hand. They might be kissing you on the cheek. Whatever you want to imagine, but you do the same thing. You bring awareness to the sensations and the feelings moving through you. Right? And this practice, what I've experienced in my own way of doing this with people, it brings up a lot of things. It brings up a lot of ancestral chains that you can heal that you can break in that moment. Okay, so definitely check out that book. Add that to your list. Three more here to go. And 
Welcome all the people joining on Facebook. I see you there. I hope it's bringing you value. If you're joining live, again, leave any comments and questions as we flow. If you're listening on the podcast, if this is bringing some value to your heart, share this out with someone that you feel could support and guide with these resources. The next book here I want to share, and I think if you're in the spiritual community, you've probably read this book, but I want to I want to add it, add, add it to the list and speak about it because I could not, and it is The Power of Now by Mr. Eckhart Tolle. And if you have not consumed <laughs> this download from Mr. Eckhart, you need to. And Mr. Eckhart describes the importance of being in the present now moment. And he explains it from his beautiful angle, but I want to throw in my angle here on top. And this is the angle that was cemented and validated and affirmed when I read this book. And I hope you feel it too. And it's the understanding that two understandings. First, if you grew up in any sort of religious community, you had some kind of relationship with heaven. And if you were like me, you may have grown up understanding and being taught that heaven is not just a destination, but it is a place outside of you that you need to get to. You need to prove yourself towards. You need to do the right thing. You need to tick the box. And what Eckhart describes through the present moment awareness from a religious lens, he helps us see, he helped me see, that heaven is in you. Heaven is a state of consciousness. Heaven is a frequency shift that we can open to and remember was always a part of us. And we don't have to wait. We don't need to prove ourselves. We don't need to be enough. We don't need to be worthy because we're those things already. And the moment, the present moment that we use to activate that, we raise our vibration to the consciousness state that is heaven. Right? I spoke before about the, the book, The Third Jesus by Deepak. Christ consciousness and heaven, they are both simultaneously a frequency shift that exists inside of us. Specifically, I would say exist inside of your heart. And through Eckhart's lens, they exist now. They exist here only in the moment that matters, which is the present. So that's the first really deep teaching around the power of now. The second, and I'm going to explain this as best as I can because it's very, it's very esoteric, but it's kind of where I live. When, when Eckhart says the power of presence or being in the present, Eckhart is not just describing the moment in time that is the present moment. He's also describing presence, presence as the field of consciousness or the field of God or the field of 
the divine or the field of oneness, whatever your name is for it, it's all the same. Presence only comes in the present moment. So what does this mean from a practical lens? What this means is whenever we make the choice to release the future, to detach from the past and be fully, completely present, we don't just detach from time, past, future, etc. We also allow the presence of God, the presence of the divine, which is us, to flow through us. We allow, I would say, I would call it, our divine presence to meet us in this moment. And the last thing I'll say here, not just meet us, not just allow the presence of God to flow through me, but any other person I interact with. The moment I allow the presence of the divine, of oneness, to be in me in the present moment, it can also be felt by those around me. It can also be experienced by those around me. And why is that the case? Is it because I'm giving them something? Is it because I am just showering them with my presence? From one angle, yes. But from the deepest angle, they feel it because it's also them. They feel it because the presence that I bring to the present moment also exists in them. So by me giving myself permission to be present and feel my presence, I also give others the same permission to do the same. But this is why you feel open and expanded and light and in love when you listen to me or any other person you admire or, or are inspired by. We're not giving you something. We're reminding you of what is you. We're reminding you of what has always been you, but for whatever reason, up until this moment, you haven't remembered. So I'll leave it there. But that, if you take the power of now and view it through this lens, you'll get a lot more out of it. <laughs> It'll start to really click in a lot more ways. Sharon, treating your comments so profound, giving and receiving hurts right now. Then that's okay, Sharon. But what I would say is the pain is what we can learn to illuminate. The pain itself becomes the gateway back to this beautiful presence, which brings me to the next resource here, beautifully synchronized here. The next resource that I want to share, and Sharon, I would share this with you, with this pain that you're feeling, is the spontaneous healing of belief. The spontaneous healing of belief by Greg Braden. And like Radical Forgiveness, Greg Braden shares some beautiful spiritual laws and truths that you can apply to your life to not just heal limiting beliefs and limitations in your life around pain, as an example, but also to manifest a reality that is aligned with your deepest 
abundance, with your deepest bliss, with your deepest potential. And he takes a very science-based quantum perspective, which is, again, same, same thing we're talking about here today. I'm going to read, like I did for Colin's book, I'm going to read some of his truths, his spiritual truths from the book. Okay, the first is, we live in a field of intelligent energy that bathes the universe and connects all things. We live in a field of intelligent energy that bathes the universe and connects all things. The next one is in order to make a change, and this connects back to the feeling and manifesting before that we talked about, in order to make a change, we have to first see ourselves as a part of the world rather than separate from it. In order to make a change, we must see ourselves as a part of the world, not separate from it. It is separation, and this is one of the things he's talking about here. It is separation that causes our pain. It is separation that causes our resistance, our fear. So what is the opposite of separation? Seeing the truth that nothing is separate. Another truth that he shares is we have all the power we need to create all the change we choose. <laughs> it's, so, it's so important to hear this. We have all the power we need to create all the change we choose. I just, I, I want to underline this. The moment we feel that is not true. Well, as an example, you could be listening to this and be saying, okay, that's easy for you to say, Harrison, but I'm suffering. I'm in pain. I'm not enough. That is the challenge. That's the thing there. That belief, that not enoughness, that I'm separate, that I will never heal. That is the thing. That's not the, that's not the truest reality. Because right? the truest reality, as Greg is saying, is you have all the power. You are born from infinite potential. That's the reality. The falsehood is the current belief you're in. The next truth here, and this connects sec right onto this point, the focus of our feelings and our beliefs about our feelings become the reality of our world. I'm going to repeat this for everyone to hear in the back. <laughs> the focus of our feelings and specifically our beliefs about our feelings become the reality of our world. What is he saying here? Let me use an example. Let's say I am currently in pain and I feel sad. And I add on the belief that I am unworthy because of this sadness. I will never heal because of this sadness. I will never be lovable because of this sadness, anger, guilt, shame, whatever the feeling is. What Mr. Greg is saying and what I've seen to be true, it is not the feeling itself that causes challenge. It is the focus on the limiting belief that we have attached to it. 
and that creates a reality. <laughs> let me keep, let me say a couple more here, and then we'll go on, on to our last resource. This is the last one I'll say. The instant, the instant that you create your prayer, it is already at its destination. The instant you create your prayer, it is already at its destination. What is he saying here? The moment you set your focus on something that you wish to do or wish to have or wish to express is the same moment it becomes reality. So if we are creating a prayer of, I want to heal or I want to become abundant, or I want to, I want this, I desire this. The moment the prayer has, has been created, the moment it becomes true. So use this, right? Reverse engineer this, right? Instead of prayers, like most of us, myself, right? I do this all the time. A prayer is like a becoming. I wish to start healing, right? I wish to start loving. I wish to have a partner one day. Through this perspective, I stay in a constant becoming. I stay in a constant longing. I stay in the constant, I'll be happy when. So how do we make this more correct? We create a prayer that has been resolved. I have the partner. I have the health. I have the abundance. I have the thing. Right, Because there is no time and space in the deepest place in your heart. Presence is all eternal. Okay. I'll leave it there. <laughs> and again, I want to reiterate, I did a couple of episodes on this one too. I think ep around episode 70 to 80, I'll put these in the show notes, talking about this book and all these spiritual laws and manifesting, the right way to manifest, okay? The last book here today, last book and resource I want to share with all of you that has changed my spiritual journey and that will change yours is The Art of Receiving, the, give, the Art of Giving and Receiving. I think it's The Art of Receiving Giving, one of those directions by Betty Martin. The Art of Giving and Receiving by Betty Martin. And what this book highlights is a beautiful new understanding around exchanging love, intimacy, sexual pleasure, if you desire that to be a part of this, with another person. All right. And I don't have too much time left here today to go too deeply into this resource, but I'll just speak about it from my experience. Again, coming back to the stories that we create. A lot of the stories that we have constructed that limit us exist within our partnerships, i.e. our intimate lovers, friends, etc. The story of that person won't like me if I do this. That story of I can't touch the person in that way because they'll think this thing or they'll feel this thing. And what this book describes and gives you is a beautiful way to move beyond those stories to come back to the deeper states of intimacy, connection, and love. She talks about 
a exercise that I've used uh, very recently, actually, and it brought up a lot of emotion and really helped me break through a lot of limiting beliefs. And it's called the three-minute game. And the three-minute game simply goes as follows. You take turns asking each other the following questions, right? So let's use partner one. Partner one asks partner two, how would you like to touch me for three minutes? Right, and that person, partner one, is giving a gift to partner two. It's talking about boundaries. It's talking about consent and giving permission, but allowing that person to explore the other person. And to be clear, this doesn't need to be sexual. It can be any sort of interaction. It could be dancing with the person. It could be playing with the person. So that's the first question. How would you like to touch me for three minutes? And then again, partner one, how would you like to be touched by me for three minutes? So now it's reversed. Right, partner one's asking partner two, how would you like to be touched by me for three minutes? And so this is about giving a gift and receiving a gift. And the key here within this game that you go between each other, you start to observe the stories that you play around the, the acts of love, the acts of giving and receiving. Right? What is the story of not enoughness that you can dissolve and just be in the experience of feeling the person, right? What is the story of I'm going to be rejected if I do the thing that I want to do with the person that I can release? Okay. And this beautiful game and this beautiful book really gives you a framework to play with. And for me personally, it's helped me open my heart and break through again those illusions that we place both on ourselves and we place on other people in our life that are not true, but we continue to live within. We continue to stay within, right? We continue to create a reality within that is incorrect. Okay, we did it. That is all of my resources here today, books, powerful, my top spiritual reading list, part two for you here today. As always on these solo sodes, please do not just listen, take action and go read one of these books. Go allow yourself to receive the guidance from these resources and then implement them in your life, right? Don't just believe my experiences, take your own experience and embody it. Okay. If this is something, if any of these teachings and explanations, understandings around these resources, they have really lit you up. I incorporate all of this in the work that I do in the world. So if you're looking for deeper support, then you know where to find me, reach out and we can have a chat around what guidance and mentoring and coaching looks like. But until next time, beautiful beings, if you joined live, thank you for holding space. If you're listening on the podcast, I love you dearly. I send you love. I send you light. And I'll see you again very soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna with me, your host, Harrison. If you gained value or this episode hit your heart, please remember to share this out with a friend, a family member, or a lover. 
You can also leave your love over on Apple Reviews and Spotify star feedback, and this helps me spread my frequency to more souls in need. Finally, if you want to connect with me deeper, want to reach out, interested in coaching, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Harrison Ma, Ma spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Sending you so much love. host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Yeah.